and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. Here we are. By the time you're listening to this, it's officially June. The months just feel like they're flying by. I don't know about you guys, but I, I just, I cannot believe that it's already June. Uh, I got married last August. That's almost a year ago. Like, that is blowing my mind. But the best thing about it being June, finally here in Chicago, we have some pretty consistent warm weather. Like, thank you. I'm so ready for the 80, 90 degree days. You know, it kind of relates to this week's episode. But, like, we've had uh, some pretty hot weather the last few days and this whole week. You know, it's going to be high 80s, maybe even, like, low 90s. I love that. Like, give me 88, 90 degrees every single day of the year, and you won't hear me complain once. Like, I'm just so over the cold weather and the winter, and the the winter months are rough. But even not even just, like, the cold weather, like, some of the fall and spring days where it's, like, 40 degrees and it's just gray outside and rainy, give me 90 degrees over 40 and 50 degrees 10 times out of 10. Like, I just love this weather. Uh, definitely reminds me of being in Florida and all those Disney trips, uh, you know, as a kid going in July. But before we get into it a little more, I got to plug everything here. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World Today. It's all one word. Uh, on Instagram, you can find me. My DMs are always open. Feel free to stop by and say hi. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, if you have ideas or suggestions for the show, topic ideas, top 10 lists, anything like that, feel free to uh, hit me up. You guys know I love talking Disney with you. Uh, and open, I'm always open to suggestions for, for show ideas, topic ideas, anything like that. Uh, also, wherever you're listening to this, if you could hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. If you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Also new on Spotify, you can now become a contributor and support this podcast. If you guys like what you're hearing, if you like the show and you want to support me in the show and just kind of help uh, help it keep and keep it going. Uh, you can click support this podcast on Spotify or head uh, to my link in my bio in my Instagram page. It's always appreciated. Um, and I'm thinking too, if I get if I get like a, a some more supporters, I'm gonna do like bonus episodes. Like I'm thinking about doing one. I want to do like a watch along, like a special watch along bonus episode. Um, and I'm thinking maybe if I get like 10 new supporters, uh, we'll drop that. So, uh, if you do end up supporting me and, and contributing, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram so I can thank you personally. Last week we talked about things at Walt Disney World you wish you could experience again. I've definitely been on a, a nostalgic kick here. Um, I don't know. I'm just kind of a nostalgic person in general, uh, and definitely when it comes to Disney. And I think the fact that I'm not going to Disney this year. I haven't. I didn't go last year, so it's been a couple years now. Definitely having some withdrawals. I mean, you know, I'm getting a little emotional thinking about Disney and all my past Disney vacations. You know, wishing I could relive some of them. So we spent last week's episode talking about just that, like things at Disney. A, you wish you could experience for the first time again, and B, just things at Disney you wish you could experience again. And there's a difference that I kind of talk about in the episode. Things at Disney you wish you could experience for the first time again, you know, for example, there's a lot of things at Disney right now where, you know, it's just maybe not the same as it was, you know, the first time you saw it. And I I used um, the Indiana Jones stunt show and Muppet Vision, uh, two examples where 
yes, you know, like Muppet Vision, we still see every trip. You know, I still enjoy it. But I, I vividly remember seeing that for the first time as a kid. I was probably five or six years old. And back then in 95, 96, like Disney was the only place I could see a 3D movie. And that technology, I think, was still pretty new. But imagine that, you know, to a five-year-old, a six-year-old, you know, seeing the, the special effects and the, you know, the characters coming out of the screen and, and you know, getting squirted with water, like as a five or six-year-old, that was mind-blowing. Like that's something, that's why I remember it vividly to this day. Like that made a huge impression on me. Um, and now when you see a show like that, you know, maybe it seems a little dated. It seems old. It's, you know, it's not fresh. Uh, so that's kind of an example of things I would like to, you know, experience for the first time. You're like, let me have that feeling of, you know, being my mind just being blown, you know, for the first time. And, you know, things at Disney I'd like to just, you know, experience again. There's a lot of just closed and extinct attractions. You know, the original version of Test Track is one that, you know, I get pretty emotional about. You know, it's my all-time favorite ride. Um, you know, now that, you know, my wife and I are expecting a, a child, it's like, dang, like, we're going to take him to Disney one day, and we're going to be in line for Test Track. And I can just picture it now. We're going to be standing in line, and I'm going to be telling him how back when I was growing up, when I was a kid, it was different, and it was better, and he'll never get to experience that original version of Test Track. So it's a, it was a fun episode. I love kind of talking about Disney of of the past and you know the good old days of disney so uh, if you haven't listened already uh, check it out it's available everywhere this week i kind of alluded to it in the uh, intro here since it's june warm weather hot days summer school's out we're going to be talking about summer at walt disney world now you guys know if you've been listening uh, to the podcast or following me for a while you guys know i talk about all the time growing up Every single one of my family vacations was to Disney World in July and August. So I grew up, my summers were, you know, revolved around going to Disney World for my entire life. So I figured, hey, you know what, it's summer. We can talk a little, you know, going to Disney in the summer, the heat, tips on staying cool, everything about summer. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. And also, I think we have a new segment, new segment alert here. Uh, I wanted to do something that kind of gives you guys, the listeners, a voice. And it's part of the reason why I do this whole podcast is because I used to listen, I still do listen to Disney podcasts, but when I first started getting into podcasts, the first one I ever listened to uh, was the Disney podcast, and I would listen at work all the time. And I would constantly, I would tweet the host, I would comment on his stuff, I would email, I would send in you know, ideas or comments and, and ne never once got a like, got a retweet, got a reply, nothing. I just felt like, wow, like I, ha I feel like I have all these good Disney points and opinions and, you know, stuff like that. And it's just not getting heard. And that was part of the reason why I started this podcast. So a couple weeks ago, uh, one of you guys reached out to me. I want to give a shout out to Cole Johnson. It's CJ on Instagram. He reached out to me. Uh, you know, he's been following me on Instagram for a while and he's always, you know, we're always messaging back and forth and, you know, diff talking about Disney. Um, and he sent a message. He's like, hey, you know, I'm going to Disney and Universal. Uh, is there anything you want me to kind of report back to you on, you know, while I'm there? And like, like you guys know, like, like I said, I, I haven't been to Disney. I didn't go to Disney last year. I'm not gonna be able to go this year. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. Like, you know, I'm not going to be able to go. 
you know, I would love your take on, uh, I think I said Tron and Cosmic Rewind. Like, let me know what you think. I've been hearing different things. I'm not going to be able to go, like, give me, like, an honest, you know, opinion on what you thought about that. And then when I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, you know what? This kind of gives me an idea for, like, a new segment on the podcast. I want to give you guys the opportunity, the voice, the chance to give your Disney reviews. So if you have a trip coming up or you just got back and you have some thoughts on Disney, whether it's reviews of new attractions, if you tried something new, if you stayed at a, uh, you know, a hotel you've never stayed at before, if you tried Universal, if you, you know, if you want to do like a Universal versus Disney comparison, like I'm all in, like shoot me a message on Instagram. Um, you guys, you'll get a perfect example today after, and we finish talking about summer at Disney today. We're going to have a little listener review uh, where uh, Cole is going to, you know, he sent me his review. He went, you know, park by park uh, and we're going to break it down. We're going to give him the chance to kind of give his personal take on his most recent Disney vacation. And this is what I love because I'm like you guys, I follow a lot of uh, bloggers and vloggers and influencers, all Disney related. And it's like, you know, sometimes... Sometimes I can't trust what they say and do a hundred percent of the time. You know, like I feel like there's a certain crowd of Disney influencers who will, no matter what, just love everything Disney does, and you know, I feel like you're not getting an honest review from them. So, this is a new segment. I want to give you guys the chance to give your honest take, your honest opinions on your Disney World vacations, and like I said, whether it's. Um, you know, one attraction, whether it's your whole trip, whether it's Disney versus Universal, whether it's Disneyland, like anything like that, uh, shoot me a message on Instagram so that we can give your review here on the pod. Here we go. Let's get into it. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. So pretty much for my entire life, all of my Disney vacations have taken place in the summer. You know, my first trip, 1992, I'm two years old. Uh, I'm, we would go, my whole family would go, nine of us total, grandma, grandpa, my aunt, my two cousins, my parents, my sister. And I, I'm sure we started going in the summer just because of school. You know, my mom is a teacher so obviously she's on summer vacation and as a kid you know once you get a little older and you're going to you know kindergarten and regular school you know summer break is when it's probably the easiest time to go on vacation so we would do that you know those early days we would kind of i think we would go around like august 1st uh we would leave you know and spend like a seven or eight days there in florida uh and as we got older it got pushed back a little bit where we were leaving like late july and then when I got even older as an adult, like we would kind of go, um, you know, late July, but we'd kind of, we'd be leaving Disney uh, around like July 30th. Uh, so I grew up going to Disney the hottest time of the year, July, August, where it's like 90 degrees every day. The humidity is <laughs> the highest it is all year there. It rains every day. Like there's a lot of people out there who have probably gone to Disney in the summer once and said never again. Or people who, 
you know, schedule their trips around not going during the summer just because of the weather. And, you know, I truly believe that going to Disney all those years in the summer uh, is why, like, I love hot weather so much and why the hot weather and the humidity doesn't really bother me. You know, cold weather makes me absolutely miserable. I feel like I can't handle it anymore. It makes my hands and my feet, like, cold all day. But the heat, like... Uh, perfect example this week it's been like 85 90 degrees uh, every day and at work like I'll go out and uh, you know sit outside I'll just you know kind of take in the sun I'll go for a little walk I'll enjoy the weather and the some of my coworkers look like, look at me like I'm absolutely insane you know I'm like well we live in a state where all of us have a vitamin D deficiency because the sun doesn't come out nine months a year you know it's it's cold most of the year it's finally 85 degrees and sunny. Yeah, you know what? I'm just going to go sit outside for a little bit. Just just kind of soak up the sun, uh, if I can quote a great 90s song. So I, I, I always loved going to Disney in the summer. So like sometimes people ask me, like, oh, when's the best time to go? Um, and I feel like I'm a little biased. Like I don't know if I can give you the best, most honest answer because I love going in the summer. There's just something about it. We're, we're going to get into all my reasons why in this episode uh but when i grew up you know going to disney every summer like yeah obviously that's going to be my favorite time to go um you know and as we got older too like my mom was a teacher uh later on in my life my uh my dad got a job for a school district so now he's on that school schedule you know me and my sister were big into sports so like early summers like school would get out like we would have you know travel ball and sports camps and tournaments and all of those would usually end like mid-July. So my summers were pretty packed growing up as a kid, you know, into a teenager where, you know, school would get out. I'd have sports every day for, you know, all of June. And then July would come and it was, oh man, it was the best feeling. And once I made it to July as a kid, like that was it. Like that was, that was when like summer was at its peak for me because my sports camps and tournaments would all be kind of ending you know, you have 4th of July and the 4th of July weekend and all of those festivities. You know, it's my favorite holiday. We would always go to, like, fireworks shows and then we'd go to the 4th of July parade. You know, my grandpa had a classic car that he would drive in the parade. We'd always, like, have a cookout and, and go buy a bunch of fireworks and light off fireworks. Uh, and then, you know, a week later, my birthday is July 9th. So then I'm celebrating my birthday and all those fun things. And then, you know, a week later, we're going to Disney. Like, July was the absolute best for me pretty much every year for my birthday I would always end up getting something that would be perfect for, va for vacation whether it was clothes or a new hat or new shoes like I can remember countless times where you know, I'd get a pair of shoes for my birthday and be like oh yeah these are perfect for Disney and I'd be wearing them around the house for the next week like just breaking them in so I wouldn't get blisters and getting them ready and you know getting you know new shirts and shorts and stuff that'd be like oh I can't wait to wear these for Disney um, so that was always part of the fun as well. And, you know, like I said, some people probably avoid Disney during the summer because of the weather. Or they went to Disney once during the summer and it was so hot, you know, never again. Because I know from just personal experience, like, whether it was like my friends or like family friends, like we would tell them, oh, you know, we're going to Disney in a couple weeks. And they would talk about, oh my God, in July? No way. You know, it's way too hot. Oh, the humidity, it's so hot. Uh, it never affected us. You know, my, my parents and my sister... They're, all, they're, they're the exact same way. Like, they love this hot weather. You know, when it's hot outside, 80, 90 degrees, my sister is outside either going for a walk or, you know, just laying in the sun. Like, that's just kind of how, how we are. Like, that's 
that's truly a group of people who grew up going to Disney in summer, love that hot weather, you know, and now just can't wait to move there so we can have this, this heat year round. So this brings me to my first reason why I love going to Disney over the summer, why I think it's the best, the weather. You know, you're when you go to Disney in June and July and, you know, even parts of August, like, you know what the weather's going to be. There's no guessing. There's no, oh, no, I might be cold in the morning, but hot during the day and cold at night. Or do I, do I, do I need a set of clothes for the morning and a set of clothes during the day? Like, no. You know you're guaranteed 85 to 90 degrees every single day. It's going to be sunny every single day. It's going to be humid every single day. And most likely every single day between the hours of 3 and 4 o'clock, it's going to rain and storm. Like that's, it's like clockwork. You know, we've been to Disney however many times, 30 something times. And it was like, you can set your watch to it every, every single day. It's going to rain. And we would plan our trips around that you plan accordingly. You know, I see a lot of people going to Disney for the first time who don't expect that. They don't know that they don't, they don't dress appropriately. They're not ready for the rain. And that can mess with your entire trip. Like you know, I'm sure in the early days it was a struggle for us and we were kind of learning and adapting. But after we, you know, we went for so many years, like we got it down to a science where, you know, you wake up early, you get into the park, you get what you want to get done. And, you know, and then by the time it's going to start raining at two or three o'clock, you're like, you're already back at the room, you know, eating, changing. If it's not raining yet, you know, hanging at the pool and then you shower uh, and get ready. And by the time you're ready to go back out, the rain has stopped it's cooled off a little bit. It cleared off the parks and the crowds a little bit. And now you're, you know, you go on with you, with your night, you know, there's almost like a science to it. And I, I'm sure I'm not alone here. Like, have you guys ever like been walking through the park? Let's say magic kingdom, for example, it's July 20th, it's 88 degrees. And you walk past someone who's wearing like jeans or, you know, a black t-shirt and like hiking socks or, and, and I think to myself, like, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, you know, Disney in July is the hottest time of the year. Like you need to dress accordingly here. Like I'm, whenever I'm there, it's tank top and shorts during the day, you know, usually lighter colors. I'm wearing a hat. So my neck and my face, you know, are out of the sun, got to put on sunscreen. That's another thing too. Oh my God. Like people dealing with this heat, like one of the tricks, it's not even a trick. Common sense. Don't get sunburned. Put on sunscreen. It's pretty simple. Here's a life lesson for anyone listen, uh, listening. Put on sunscreen. Pretty simple. Like you're in Florida. It's hot. There's really not many things worse than walking around a, with a sunburn. Walking around Disney World in July with a sunburn, that's hell. Like just, just put on sunscreen so you don't have to deal with that. That'll help you stay cool as well. You know, another reason why I always thought summer was the best at Walt Disney World, and you know, this one doesn't really affect me anymore, but no school. I mean, come on, let's let's be honest. Like, summers as a kid, you're going to Disney, you don't have to worry about school. Um, you know, and for me, I was always the type of kid like I I didn't love school, but I also didn't like when I missed a day of school because I was like sick or something. Because I just felt like I was always like playing catch up and I was afraid. Like what I was going to miss, like was I going to have to make up homework, make up a test? Like what if they learned something that like I wanted to learn or something I'm going to need? 
So I always felt bad like when I missed school because I just I hated like coming back and like having to ask the teacher like, oh, what did I miss when I was out? And then like them just giving you like a stack of papers and like, oh, you have to make up a quiz and here's the two homework assignments. Like that was just way too overwhelming uh, for me. So like I loved going to, you know, to Disney in the summer and not having to worry about that. I didn't have to worry about school, making up any tests or papers like that. Uh, I know there's a lot of kids out there like that. You know, especially I can only imagine like going to Disney, you know, let's say like during spring break or like during the school year and having to leave Disney and immediately go right back to school. You know, because like I would go in July, August here in Chicago, like schools would usually start mid to late August. So there'd be times I get back from Disney and in two weeks school was starting like that two weeks alone was enough to like freak me out. And like I'd get sad, like leaving Disney and having to go back to school like in two weeks was miserable. Like no wonder I used to always cry on our last day because I didn't want to go to school. I can only imagine like having to like leave Disney and like go to school like the next day or like in two days. Like I, I there's no way I could do that. Another reason why I think summers at Disney are the best. You know, this one unfortunately isn't as true as it used to be, but the park hours. Now, should I start with the park hours, how they used to be or not? Like, okay, so now, you know, the park hours during the summer are still a little better than the rest of the year, minus a few like crazy busy periods like Christmas and spring break. But for the most part, when you go to Disney during the summer, you're going to have like the best park hours available. You know, the parks most likely will be open a little later, you know, at all four parks uh, kind of spread out, kind of help with the crowds. And you can kind of pick and choose in which park to go to because they're all open a little later. Now, that being said, nothing will ever top how it used to be. Summers at Disney growing up in the 90s and the 2000s, even into the 2010s. You guys remember, you guys can back me up at this. Those those days that the Magic Kingdom was open until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, it, it honestly just does not get any better than that. Now, a lot of those days, you know, they would have like extra magic hours and the Magic Kingdom would be open until 12 or 1 o'clock normally but then have extra magic hours for two hours. But think about that. The Magic Kingdom open until 12 o'clock midnight. Normally, that's their normal scheduled close, you know. Now it kind of feels like we're lucky if it's open until 10. But the Magic Kingdom would be open until midnight. We'd be there for ma extra magic hours till 1, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Hollywood Studios would be open until midnight. We'd be there midnight, 1 a.m. Epcot, you know, it, I feel like Epcot, um, you know, World Showcase would close a little earlier. But Future World would be open until 11, 12 o'clock. Animal Kingdom back in the day, that was the one that was a little different. It just was never really open that late. I want to say, though, as time went on, you know, you would be able to stay at Animal Kingdom until like 7, 8 o'clock at night. Like, that was good for Animal Kingdom back then. That's probably like the one park nowadays. It's like a little better. But now, you know, Animal Kingdom's open later, but all the other parks aren't open as late. Like, my last Disney trip... Same time, July, it was like a Friday night and, and Hollywood Studios closed at 8 o'clock. Like, I just, I can't comprehend that. You know, 12-year-old Kevin would be like 8 o'clock. That doesn't make any sense. Like, we'd be leaving to go to the park at 8 o'clock sometimes, you know? Like, have a later dinner and then head to the Magic Kingdom till 3 o'clock in the morning. Like, those days were the absolute best. Like, walking around the Magic Kingdom, it's it's a warm summer night. There's a nice, cool breeze. 
You don't have to worry about school. You don't have to worry about work. You're just a kid at the Magic Kingdom. And guess what? You can just run around and do all the rides you want until 3 o'clock in the morning. And the, there's no crowd anymore. You know, there's no lines. You can ride Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain as many times as you want. It's There's like a nice like quietness, like a calmness to it. And like whenever I think about this, I know I bring it up a lot. Tomorrowland. Like imagine, go back in your time machine. You're a kid. You're at Disney. It's summer. You're walking around Tomorrowland. You can hear the sounds, the music. You can see the people mover, hear the people mover, the speedways right over there. And you're walking to Space Mountain, and just there is just no better feeling in the world than that. And that's that's a feeling I'll always remember. There was just always something about being at the Magic Kingdom like that late at night. And, and you know, it it wasn't just the Magic Kingdom. Like being able to be in Epcot and ride Test Track as many times as we wanted at eleven or twelve o'clock, like that was a great feeling too. You know, honestly, I don't know if we'll ever get back um, to those hours. Probably not. It would have to take. Just kind of, uh, I don't know, a huge change. Um, the way Disney's kind of going, even even if they added like another park, I, I I don't know what the reasoning is behind closing the parks earlier. I don't know if it's just a staffing issue, and like having their cast members, maybe they're just they don't have enough workers, or they don't want to pay their workers, or the workers are you know overworked. I I just don't know, and I I don't know why that changed. You know, like. I'm not the only one sitting here, you know, wishing that the Magic Kingdom was still open until two o'clock in the morning. And I've talked about it a lot on a lot of these episodes. Like, there's nothing worse than being at Disney in the summer and the park closes at 10 o'clock. Now you're back at the hotel. It's 1030. Like, what are you doing? Are you just going to bed? You know, and I hate, I absolutely hate, like, when that happens and you're back at the hotel and there's like nothing to do so you just kind of sit and watch like Netflix on your phone or you know watch TV like I'm in Disney I don't I don't want to be watching Netflix or TikToks on my phone in the room you know at 10:30 like it's still too early like I'm on vacation like I want to be doing something you know and that's why our last trip I was I was pretty hyped that uh they weren't really enforcing the pool hours at uh, Saratoga so we'd get back you know 10:30 11 o'clock at night and we'd head down to the pool and either you know, hang out in the hot tub or just kind of hang out at the pool area for a little bit. Speaking of pools, that brings me to my last reason on why Disney during the summer is the absolute best. The pools, the water parks, everything that has to do with swimming. You know, Walt Disney World, yes, everyone knows it for its theme parks and its rides, you know, the resorts. But I think we gotta uh, we gotta give a little uh, respect to the pools and water parks at Walt Disney World, like some of the best around. I, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys have traveled other places. Uh, I know I have, and whenever you go somewhere on vacation, like a big thing is the hotel pool. Um, and luckily, when you go to Disney, that's not something you have to worry about. You don't have to worry about you know it being a good pool or a big pool. Um, Whereas when you travel other places, it's like, oh boy, let me see. I got to look up some pictures of the pool. Like, is it is it even worth you know bringing my swimsuit? Is it small? Like, let's check it out. Where at Disney, you know, when you're staying at a Disney resort, you're you're gonna have your pick of some of the you know top pools around. And when it's 90 degrees and the humidity's killing you, having a pool is a necessity. You know, the resort pools. Again, a lot of my favorite memories 
growing up going to Disney with my family, like a lot of those memories take place in the pools too, you know. Uh, me and my cousins were all like close in age. Uh, my, my one boy cousin was three years older than me. My other cousin was my age and my sister was three years younger than me. So like we were all around the same age. There was like that nice like sweet spot between the ages of like eight and 12 where we absolutely loved pool time at Disney. Like we would bring all of our pool toys. I'd bring goggles. I think I'm, I'm, I think at one point I brought like flippers. Like we had dive toys. We had balls. We had noodles. We had everything. And we would play. We would wrestle. We would do cannonballs, have cannonball contests. We'd have swimming contests, like everything. Um, and it was so much fun. And like we looked forward to that. You know, back then we, you know, we had our system. You know, we'd wake up early, go to the parks get back around, you know, the afternoon, like, and if it wasn't raining yet or before the rain, you know, do some swimming every single day. And almost every night we would do night swimming. That was even more fun because there was no one, you know, in the pool. If there were lifeguards during the day, there definitely weren't lifeguards at night. So we were able to kind of, you know, wrestle more and, you know, kind of do what we, what kids do and just kind of horse around in the pool. You know, the best thing about the resorts and their pools is that most of them will have like your main pool, like the main pool that is close to the lobby that, you know, is usually has some sort of special features or extra features, whether it's theming or like play areas and like water play areas and stuff like that. You know, the one that comes to mind is uh, Art of Animation and the Finding Nemo pool. You know, it's right in the middle. You see it when you walk out from the lobby, there's like um, some cool theming. There's a, it's like a zero entry. There's a part towards the back. Like it's like these cool little like water, like fountain things you can, you can play in and stuff. And, um, you know, back in the day too, like we would always bring our swimsuits. Like we, we didn't stay at the contemporary. I, I only stayed there once and it wasn't until I was about 14, but sometimes we'd bring our swimsuits and we'd go to the contemporary and we'd use their pool. And they had this cool play area at the contemporary that we love to use. You know, and we never got in trouble and no one ever said anything. I think the only pool that we didn't go into was uh, the Yacht and Beach Club pool. You know, the resorts would have like the main pool, as I mentioned, but a lot of them too would have like smaller pools at like the individual resort buildings. So like Saratoga, I know they have their main pool. They have a couple main pools, really. Um, but some of the wings that I've stayed in, like you'd have just like a normal rectangular pool, maybe a hot tub, like that's where we would spend a lot of our time because it was less crowded and you kind of just got to play, you know, like, especially when we were kids, like we didn't want to get in trouble and have to worry about, you know, hitting someone with the, the ball, like when we're playing catch and, you know, we can use the whole pool and play, you know, tag or whatever. So that was like the best thing too. Like you could always like get a good spot at the pool. You don't have to worry about the pool being overly crowded, you know, like another great thing about Disney. And along with the pools, the water parks, like if you go to Disney during the time of year where Blizzard Beach or Typhoon Lagoon are closed, you're really kind of missing out. You're not getting the full experience. Like when you go during the summer, you can dedicate an entire day to a water park, to Typhoon Lagoon, to Blizzard Beach. You could take two days and do, you know, one of the parks on each day. You guys know how much I love Typhoon Lagoon. I feel like if you're you know, if you're going to Disney with a family and you have kids who enjoy going to the pool and swimming, you got you got to take them to the water parks. You got to take them to either Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach. The theming is right up there with, you know, the parks. There's so much to do. You have like the main pools, Lazy River, slides, like 
they're so much fun that if you're going to Disney, you know, especially again, you know, when you have kids or, you know, children that like to swim and like to have fun at the pool and you go, you know, during Christmas time or maybe even during Halloween and the, the water park's not open, you're kind of missing out. Like that's an experience I think that they would really enjoy. Um, again, a lot of my memories as a kid, like so many good ones at Typhoon Lagoon. Uh, I remember one time during the summer we went, um, for some reason we went to Typhoon Lagoon at night. Like we always went during the day, like that was our thing. But for some reason we went at night. I don't know if they had like a special late night kind of thing there or what, but we went at night. There was like no one there. And it was like one of those hot Florida summer nights. It was probably like 84 degrees or so. Just like so hot, you know, the sun's not out obviously, but just being in that water was so refreshing. I remember us going to the lazy river and at this time they were selling like these floats or these rafts at Typhoon Lagoon and they had like two different ones. It was either like a killer whale one or an alligator. And we bought, my parents bought us these alligator rafts that were pretty big. Like again, I was probably like 10 years old, like bigger than me. Um, and we bought them there and you were able to name them and, uh, the, you give like the alligator name and the cast me cast member, uh, wrote it on there in like permanent marker and they let us take them into the lazy river. And I just remember me and my cousins and my dad, like on these alligator rafts, like cruising down the lazy river, like trying to swim as fast as we could and just riding it and trying to surf it like a surfboard, like so much fun. Um, and again, that's another thing you couldn't experience because if you didn't go during the summer or a different time, like it was 80 something degrees at eight o'clock at night. Like you're not getting many of those days, uh, when you, when you don't go during the summer. I, I've thought about before, like doing an entire episode on, uh, tips for staying cool during the summer at Disney. Um, I just, I don't know if I could do an entire episode on it. I don't know if I could talk that long about it or if my tips would even be that good again, like I just feel so biased, like the heat doesn't bother me and I've been going to Disney during the summer my entire life. So maybe I'm the wrong person to ask, but if someone was going for the first time, like I, I like to play this game in my head, like maybe someone from work was like, Hey, you know, I'm going to Disney with my family in, in July. You know, what tips do you have? Like, what would I tell them? Um, I'd kind of tell them what I've just been talking about, you know, uh, take advantage of the pools you know, the, the hotel pool, you know, don't be afraid to go to the smaller kind of uh, building, like individual building pools, not just the main pool. Go to the water park, dedicate a day or two, go to the water parks, um, dress accordingly and appropriately. Like it's going to be 90 degrees. Maybe you don't wear jean shorts and your camping socks and uh, a thick black cotton t-shirt. Um, you know, those old school heavy cotton shirts, like tank tops, hats, um, you know, you could, a lot of, a lot of people love using those like little fans and little spray bottles. And nowadays our last trip, like a lot of people had like these things that you like put around your neck. And I think they had like fans on it, like around your neck, uh, cooling towels. That's another popular one. Like we would do that for a little bit. Uh, we went through like a cooling towel phase. I just throw it in my pocket. And then anytime I'd walk past like those bins of ice water, that, that they were selling like the water or Powerade or Cokes and stuff, I would stick, I would stick my uh, cooling towel in the bucket of water and just put it around my neck. That always helps. You know, and a big thing is eating. You know, it definitely feels a lot hotter in the parks when you're on an empty stomach and you're getting crabby. 
So definitely being well fed, uh, eating when you're hungry. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, sunscreen, it, you're going to be in a bad mood and you're not going to enjoy Disney if you're walking around with a sunburn for five days or however you know many days you're there. Put on some sunscreen, that always helps. You know, taking advantage of fast pass and indoor rides. Like, there'd be times where we would definitely, we'd go on, like, Carousel of Progress or Spaceship Earth, like, just to kind of get a break, like, to get out of the heat. Especially, like, Carousel of Progress where it's nice and cold in there, it's air-conditioned, and you're just sitting down in a comfy theater chair. You know, that's where you kind of refresh and recharge your batteries, get out of the heat, absorb as much air conditioning as possible uh, before going back into the parks. All right, now, as I mentioned in my intro, I want to introduce a new segment now where you guys get to give your own review of your Disney trip, whether it was uh, the first time you've been to Disney in a while, if you just feel like giving a review, if there's new attractions or, or hotels or restaurants you want to review, uh, the stage is yours. Again, if, if you want to, if you're interested, if you just got back, uh, it's a, if it's a recent trip, if you have a trip coming up, Send me a message on Instagram so, so uh, we can coordinate this and you guys can give your review. So, again, want to give a shout out to Cole Johnson. It's CJ on Instagram. It's its.ceej. So here's our first review. Cole writes, So I'm back from my trip. It was a blast. I had fun at both Universal and Disney. I think the things that Universal has going for it right now are how much quicker their transportation can be since they're smaller, and how bright of a future they could potentially have with the new park. Their theming on some attractions is really get, getting up there with Disney. I just wish they had less screen rides. If they're able to have most of the rides in their new park not be screen-based, I think they can seriously compete with Disney. So I want to pause here for a second. I completely 100% agree. Like, I... I this You could not have said it any better. Universal right now... I, I do like where they're at. You know, I, ha I haven't been there since 2017. It was either 27 or 2018. And back then, it was kind of like, oh, man, like, something had just opened. I know Transformers was somewhat new, but I want to say maybe Fast and Furious or Kong, like, and we, we wrote it, and it's like, oh, man, like, another screen ride? Like, this would have been so much fun if they would have went, you know, a different route. But at that time, with the, only the two parks, like, they don't have the space to build some of these bigger attractions they can't build outwards they have to build upwards uh if that makes sense so i to i'm totally with you like when they open up this new park if they do it right i think they can seriously start to give disney a run for their money all right continuing on here at Universal, I also really like their prices better. I think I also have a unique viewpoint as I am both a huge fan of Harry Potter and Star Wars. For me, Galaxy's Edge doesn't do much at all for me. I could go on about this forever, but compared to Universal's Harry Potter lands, Galaxy's Edge feels empty and commercialized to me. Again, I totally agree. Um, I'm not the biggest Harry Potter fan or Star Wars. Um, I'd say I'm probably about the same for both. Casual fan... Harry Potter was the place when I saw it, like I had read some of the books. I read like the first three or four books when I was a kid, saw like the first movie, but that was about it. When I went to uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter for the first time, unbelievable. I went back, I went home and watched every single movie. Like I was, I totally bought in. Like it was so well done. Um, 
And I try to compare that to Galaxy's Edge. I feel the same way as a casual fan. Like Galaxy's Edge, one just feels kind of smaller, feels cramped, uh, way too crowded. You know, just doesn't really do anything for me. He also says, it also really hurts me as a fan that Galaxy's Edge has basically only Disney Star Wars stuff in it and nothing from the original trilogy or prequels. Again, I could go on about the extreme disappointment I have with Galaxy's Edge, but I won't. My time in Disney was a lot of fun. I'll kind of break it down now park by park. Animal Kingdom. This park probably feels the most magical like they all did in the early 2000s, as it doesn't have a bunch of franchises stuck in it, and the one it does, Avatar, fits very, very well. The Safari still amazes me as no other theme park in the world does that, and the park has a great balance of rides. Love it. Yep, I, I totally agree. Animal Kingdom, you know, still feels like that classic Disney park. The Having no IP in it pretty much, like, probably helps. I'm a little worried that that's going to start and change. You know, there's been the rumors of, uh, was it Zootopia going in there? Uh, I just really hope they don't mess with the magic that's still kind of ingrained in Animal Kingdom. All right, here we go. Epcot. This park feels weird to me. I think Guardians is a top three ride on property, but I can't tell if it fits or not. Epcot kind of feels like it doesn't know what itself is, and I feel the same way. I'm worried they are going to insert more IP into it and might lose that mystic uh, or magic that Walt wanted it to have about future communities in our society. I still really like all the countries, and it was fun to eat at Italy and Mexico on this trip, which we did for some of our dinners. The ball looks amazing at night, and Spaceship Earth will always amaze me. I do miss the old test track, though. Again, I, you guys know my feelings on old test track. Epcot, I've kind of heard that from a lot of people. Like, it's it's nice, you know, it looks cool, but, like, what is it? What is Epcot now? And it's only going to get worse when all these different new, um, uh, like, lands, pavilions start to open, like, with Moana and some of the other stuff they're opening. Like, I've heard Guardians is a great ride, um, I've heard some people say it fits great. I've heard other people say it just looks like a giant building that's kind of just there. You know, it's Marvel in in Epcot. It's, it's a little out of place in that sense. Uh, but yeah, some really good points that I, I definitely agree with you here. Let's move on to Hollywood Studios and his thoughts there. This park is IP central, but there's still a lot of good here. I previously expressed my huge disappointment with Galaxy's Edge, so I won't go on about that. Toy Story Land is well done, and Toy Story Mania is probably my favorite shooting arcade ride I've ever done. Me, my girlfriend, and my parents went on that one about four times as we were all very competitive. I think Muppet Vision is underrated, but I fear they are going to scrap that area for some more Disney Star Wars. Sunset Boulevard is such a vibe as you are walking to ride the Tower of Terror, especially at night. We rode Tower at least four times as well. Such a great ride. I hope they never re-theme that one. On our last ride, the cast member who sits you down in the elevator shaft was in full character and it was amazing. Once the elevator doors closed, he put his hands on the windows from the other side and slowly dragged his hand, hands down the windows like in horror movies. I will never forget that. Man, very well said on Hollywood Studios. Again, I completely agree. The IP, like that park, you know, it, it kind of reminds me of Epcot a little bit in that it doesn't know what it is. Uh, but as you mentioned with Sunset Boulevard, I feel like that's like the last remaining part of Hollywood Studios that is like vintage MGM Studios. That vibe, that feeling when you're walking down Sunset Boulevard, like at night or at sunset even, 
with Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster, you hear that classy, uh, old-timey music. Like, that. that's the Hollywood Studios, the MGM Studios that I miss and I remember. Uh, let's move on to his thoughts on Magic Kingdom now. The kingdom will always be magical. I was able to get on Tron via virtual queue, and I must admit that it was a lot of fun. If I'm being honest, though, I'm not sure that just because it's a sci-fi means that it fits. It also feels very awkward that it's right next to Space Mountain. It feels like it's kicking Space Mountain out, if that makes sense. More IP in the parks seems like that is Disney's only strategy. As cool as the ride was, I don't know if it was worth seven to eight years of waiting cool, but it was fun. It really bugged me to see scaffolding around my favorite ride in Disney World history, Splash Mountain. That kind of hurt my experience a bit, as like you, I have so many memories on that ride, and never once did I think that ride was related to Song of the South. To me, it was just an amazing ride. That was literally my favorite ride ever, so it hurts It hurts to see it going away for real this time. I also couldn't find any Splash Mountain merchandise, which made me very sad, as I never thought to get any before it closed. The rest of the Magic Kingdom is still the same old fun, and it was a good time, and watching Happily Ever After was great. Yeah, again, some good points here. Tron, again, I've heard kind of mixed uh, reviews. Uh, I've heard it's a fun ride, but really, really short. Like, the actual ride itself, like, way too quick. Like, it's over way too soon. That bothers me. Because um, that's kind of, like, Rock and Roller Coaster kind of reminds me like that. Um, and, you know, is it out of place or not? Again, I haven't seen it, so I can't tell uh, with my own eyes. Um, you know, right over there next to Space Mountain. Like, I'm not sure if it fits or not. Um, what else do we cover here? Oh, Splash Mountain. Yeah, you know, I've, I've talked about it a lot on the podcast. If you're just tuning in, like, most of my life, like, I didn't know it was related to Song of the South. I thought Splash Mountain was an original attraction with original characters and an original song. Like, I had no idea of this, you know, Song of the South stuff until I was probably in my 20s. Um... And to see it going away, like, it makes me sad just because of my family memories and those family trips of going, you know, and riding it with literally all of us, you know, grandpa and my aunt and my cousins. Like, my favorite ever park pictures uh, are on Splash Mountain. So just some closing thoughts here from Cole. My Disney experience was mostly good except for the amount of IP being shoved into the parks. I really miss the original stuff they would make and then they would make movies off of it like Haunted Mansion. Um... He also said he uh, he learned from a cast member that there was a hidden Donald Duck in the in the Haunted Mansion ride as well. So if you guys haven't noticed, uh, we have some similar thoughts on Disney. You guys know my feelings on IP in the parks and original rides and original theming. Um, so very well done. Thank you again. Uh, it's CJ on Instagram for uh, taking the time and writing out this review. And, you know, he broke it down park by park for me. Um, and I hope you guys enjoyed hearing his review as well. Like these are, you know, you guys were just normal people, you know, who go to Disney on vacation for that escape from reality to have a good time. You know, we're not, we're not bloggers or influencers whose job it is to go and report on certain attractions and get certain perks, you know, for, for writing reviews and stuff. So again, thank you very much. And if you guys are interested, if anyone has a trip coming up or you just got back, uh, hit me up on Instagram. Uh, if you'd like to post your review here on the pod. But that's all I got for this week's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. A little different here, uh, adding in um, the, the listener review at the end. You know, and talking about Disney in summer, 
Um, I know it could get a little redundant and you're basically just talking about the weather the, the whole time. But, you know, it just kind of got me in the mood thinking about summer and all those family trips to Disney. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. If you're a first-time listener, uh, I do pre- appreciate you coming by. And uh, feel free to go back and uh, start from episode one. We're about 98 or 99 episodes in now. Uh, so if you are starting from the beginning, you got a good amount of listening material. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Uh, my DMs on Inst- Instagram are always open. Wow, you can tell I'm getting a little tired. I should probably uh, get another uh, cup of coffee here. But uh, shoot me a message on Instagram. Uh, let me know what you think of the show, if you enjoy it, if you hate it. Uh, if you have topic ideas, top 10 lists, anything like that, feel free to uh, send them my way. Also, if you can hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. And if you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Also, if you want to become a contributor and a supporter of this show, uh, if you like what you hear and you want to say thanks, uh, my my link is in my bio on Instagram. Or if you're listening on Spotify, just click support this podcast. Uh, everything is, is much appreciated. And if we get a bunch of uh, new supporters, uh, I'm definitely going to record a watch along bonus episode. So... That's all I got. Until next week, uh, you guys have a good week. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the warm weather if it's warm by you. Stay safe. All that good stuff. All right. Always remember, it all started with a mouse.